Welcome, adventurers. Today we're talking about the elements, fire, water, earth, and air. One of the most ubiquitous topics among practitioners of the magical, mental, and metaphysical arts. And for good reason, the elements are among the core components of our understanding of the world. It was ingrained in us as children that rain, snow, and ice were all water, and that matches, candles, and wood stoves provided fire. Earth gave us a home and supported us, while air allowed us to live. Once we gathered this child's understanding of the elements, this vital foundation for all that we would come to know, we began to attach concepts in our lives to the framework it created. As druids, the wizard and I put the elements front and center in basically all areas of our lives, art, ritual, our homes, our activities and experiences. By honoring these most basic, most vital, most omnipresent building blocks of our existence, we feel more prepared to enter the ether, to connect with the present moment. We are recognizing the whole of our surroundings. We are linking arms with not only the four elements, but the directions, the seasons, still more core components of our human experience. In fact, when we powered on QG Caster that night at the shop, one of the wizard's first suggestions was to find a name for our elemental guides the beings that would serve as our conduit to the divine nature of fire, earth, air, and water. I'll share their names with you here in a bit. The zodiac also ties us in with the elements. We can find traces of them in our personalities, the fluidity of a water person, the boundless energy of fire. Our careers and lifestyles may also reflect or represent certain elements strongly. A gardener caring for the earth, a researcher keeping track of flights of birds. If you're unsure which elements you feel drawn to, it is through a combination of all these factors that you will begin to find answers. And through this week's show, we hope. The wizard and I have begun planning a few guided meditations from inside Artarium to include in some of the upcoming chapters of this show. Rather than the talky bit followed by a wall of sound, we'll offer less chit-chat and a bit more contact during your time in the abyss. We have some exercises in mind, some orientations we learned from Mwanda. Consider this week's show a slant on the guided format, broken up into the four elements with guided prompts and information on each. But there's a twist. After the wizard and I shared our work in writing and art these past two episodes, we knew we had one topic left, the sound, the Zamgrata. It is through the wizard's sound machines that we will experience the elements today. The wizard has been making music his whole life. He plays things with strings, hits other things with sticks, and rubs colorful bouncy balls on giant metal discs. But that all began well before I knew him. What I got to experience was watching him build his gallery of magical machines. The intensity with which he researched, considered, planned, and posited about what to purchase and how it would all fit together. The wizard is a simple man with a complex inner world, so I think he met his match when he came upon Soma Laboratory's unique collection of synthesizers, microphones, and other amazing sound machines. On the surface, these machines appear deceptively simple, featuring clean lines, basic colors, flat surfaces, and simple dials and buttons. But look closer, and they begin to hint at the magical and mysterious 
with abstract patterns, endless adjustments, and so many surprising ways to make sound. Under the hood, I'm sure things get infinitely more complex, a reasonable facsimile for the wizard himself. It wasn't until he'd purchased at least two of Soma's devices that the wizard noticed the romantic engineering tagline on their website, another beautiful moment of harmony after years of us going by romantic magic. He'd found the right music makers for the job. The wizard's gallery soon became home to four key machines that would end up aligning perfectly with the elements, supplying all our Zemgratas with their sounds. Soma's Lyra 8 represents Earth. The Enner speaks for air. The Cosmos is water. And the Soma pipe brings fire. Earth, the Lyra 8, was the first of Soma's machines to join the gallery. It quickly became the baseline for all the wizard's performances, the deep, dark drone that tied all the other sounds together. Soma calls the lyra organismic, likening it to a living thing. They say the interactions between the machine's modules resemble a conversation between people, the basis of interaction and relationship, both keystones of our human experience. Soma built the Lyra 8 with its namesake 8 generators, which they aptly call voices. Because why wouldn't they? There's nothing more esoteric than a machine with 8 magical voices. The 8 voices are represented by two rows of 8 silver buttons each, 16 in all. The perfect number for geomancy, the divination of Earth. With 16 values, we can put together a geomancy chart, and now those same values can create a soundscape to accompany it. The wizard can turn earth magic into a song with the lyra, the perfect foundation for his Zemgratas. The next layer was air, brought in by the Enner. This beautifully designed machine generates sounds based on touch, the electrical current of the skin, pressure. With the Enner, Lapura's hands create the soundscape fitting for a wizard. He does this using a series of gold conductive zones that, to me, resemble a mystical pyramid shrouded in a puff of smoke, a perfectly magical image. It is like watching a great pianist to see the wizard work with the enner. The sounds that come out captivate and hold the ear, representing air well. Water came in with the cosmos, a device that Soma calls a drifting memory station, fitting they say it's meant to mimic meditation for both player and listener, through the ideas of limitless space, fluidity, and presence. The wizard calls the cosmos an ever-changing but constant tide. The patterns drift without repeating, like oceans and lakes lapping the shore. Finally, most recently, the wizard brought in fire with the addition of the Soma pipe. The pipe expands the traditional boundaries of singing, Soma explains, bringing together all types of vocalizations to form a new voice. To me, singing has always felt like a fire burning in my gut. It tracks with fire being tied to the solar plexus chakra, the core of self-alignment. The pipe feels like it would be great for singers who can't sing. I'll be sure to test it out some more and report back whether that's true. Maybe even give you a chance to hear it on a future episode. 
Now that he has all four elements at his disposal, something as simple as a three-card pull could give him the roots for a symphony. Because as we've continued to note, the Oracle Artarium has it all covered, including the elements. Each card in the Oracle represents one of the four elements, leading the wizard to one of his magical machines. The card also features numbers, suits, and sigils that help further inform his settings, selections, and actions. He now has the ability to create a soundscape that resonates with the elements in a mindful, somewhat calculated way. The wizard's gallery gives him the anchor he needs to be able to explore freely, to gather up all the divine notes in the ether and craft them into a song that transports you. Today's Zimgrata will give you a taste of the wizard's gallery, the essence of the elements in Artarium, and how they are woven in with the characters of the Oracle. If you're unsure which elements you align with, listen for what resonates with you in this soundscape and narration. If you can, we ask you to download this episode, turn off the noise, and join us for this week's Zimgrata at the base of a tree. Preferably with your back against the trunk, stable on the ground, or between the roots. Comfortable. If you can't make it to a tree, simply prop yourself up on the nearest pillow or wall, close your eyes, and come along with us. You sit nestled at the foot of a great oak tree. Sprawled out on all sides of you are beautifully gnarled roots, tufts of grass and violets, and pillowy moss and lichens in shades of pewter, olive, and deepest emerald. Filling the air around you are the sounds of the forest, birds calling from high above, squirrels rustling through the underbrush. Every now and then, a soft breeze from the east. The sun dapples the grass in the clearing around you, ringed on all sides by the shadowy forest. You hear a deep thrum begin below where you sit. A vibration that moves up through your body, rattling all your fascia just so like a torrent of whispers sizzling up through your bones. Ancient murmurs in tongues long forgotten. The calls of Daradamsis, the deepest of ancestor energies. Laid down over the generations in layers of rich earth. The soaring tree supports you, holding you up much like the great stone walls of a castle. Branches above you, protecting you like the shield of Preteris, the elder statesman. Or perhaps the oak is an obelisk you've discovered deep in the forest. The ridged bark at your back resembles chiseled stone. On it are scribed secret messages and codes perhaps from faraway alien lands, or long-away ancestors who once dwelled here. It may even be the tower, Boramenta, 
calling you to begin deconstruction in preparation to rebuild. You reach out and feel the cracked and gnarled texture of the roots around you. Plunge your fingertips past the grasses and smooth pebbles down into the dark, loamy soil beneath. It is here that the dutiful farmer Capernus shines, laying in seed, nurturing growth, and drawing to the surface the green shoots of Terrascores, a fresh start. Alongside Capernus is his partner Vircura, ever hard at work, grounded, tending to the field in a careful grid. In this scene are brought to life the earthy characters of the Oracle Artarium. We recognize the strength and power of the earth. We call upon Olenvat in the north to bridge our connection with this foundational element. Use the next few moments to tap into the grounding energy of earth.
rustling the leaves of the great oak. The spirit of air has come to call. It is with the help of air that you will find growth and movement. You open your eyes and glance around you in the forest. To your left, you see a precarious stack of stones, the divine architecture of Myrdumini, a reminder that balance is vital if we are to find success. Looping itself around the tree's roots and trunk are the slender, dusty green vines of Vencrestera, holding time itself together marking the passage of the seasons into years. A flutter of movement in your periphery brings your attention up to the appearance of dozens of butterflies all around you. Bright wings soar past your cheek, monarch orange, butter yellow, and pale blue, all different sizes. What once some called worms have been brought through metamorphosis by the power of Kalipa, displaying their true colors, floating skyward, transformed. Your gaze drifts up still more to the leafy canopy above you. Through the leaves glints a late summer sun, still warm but hinting at the chill of autumn soon to come. The same blazing light that marks the passage of the seasons also embodies the energy of Helienta, the compass rose, pointing the way, and Lovicara, the great beacon guiding us in. A gust of wind lifts the leaves and sends them rustling. Like a refreshing wave, the breeze softly chills the fine sweat on your skin, making you shiver. You close your eyes again and take a long, slow, deep breath. You're being called to the present. Deep within your chest, a lamp roars to life. The bright light of Machuseric, the oracle's magic wand. Breathe in. This is where magic dwells. Breathe out. All that no longer serves. Breathe in making space for all that is good. Breathe out, dispensing with what harms us. Breathe in, the very best version of yourself. Breathe out, expectations and judgment. We honor the power of air. We call upon Slifa in the east to guide us through her swirling currents.
the static begins high above you. Soft pops and cracks. The beacon is obscured by clouds. The other sounds around you soften and fade. A moment later, the large cold droplets break through the canopy and descend, splashing on the roots all around you. You hide your face for a moment, but not a single drop falls directly on you, ever protected by your earthy shield. The deep fizz of the rain grows louder as the storm moves in, drowning out any chatter in your mind. Somnissus has arrived, here to carry you deep within, or perhaps into dreams. The sound ebbs and flows like a tide, consistent but constantly changing. The frequency of the goddess of water. In your mind you see her many forms, the swirling, thrumming sea, placid lakes, the idyllic bridge of Mervisium, swaying in the breeze across the quiet stream of Requiemens, air and water, exquisite compliments, the very essence of Porticuna, the oracle's character of partnership. The roar around you begins to fade to whispers again, easing from torrents to a gentle shower. You open your eyes and know immediately that another of the oracle has come to call. Before you, a clean, stout path has been cut through the trees straight ahead. A glance to your left and right reveals two more of the same. You turn and peek around the trunk of the tree and glimpse number four behind you. The trailblazer, Zerlavisa, working quietly under the cover of the storm. We call upon Lorca of the West to bring in the majesty of water. May we honor it in all its forms and for its absolute vitality for our physical existence.
The storm is now quieted, but the gloom of the woods remains thick around you. You peer down the freshly cut trails on all sides of you, wondering if they are meant for you to choose and pass through, or for others on their way to meet you. Water has brought a chill to the air and earth around you. You huddle against the tree trunk as your skin prickles with goosebumps. A soft shiver spreads from the space between your shoulder blades. You close your eyes for a moment. It is time to chase away the chill and warm things up with the passionate force of fire. In your mind's eye, a spark. A blurred image of a flame glows faintly in the dark. Your eyes flicker open and before you that same blaze burns within a stone circle on the forest floor. It quickly warms the space around you, smoothing your flesh and setting your shoulders at ease. The fire is the burning heart of Serignus, Artarium's portal to creativity. Riding in on its flames are the Oracle's other fire bearers, active, passionate, intense characters ready to light you ablaze from within. First up, the archer Solustratum, with bowstring taut and ready to fire. Firamar, the rugged battlemaster, at your flank. Ignata, with her magical mirror reflecting blinding streams of light. Vadnusa, stoking the flames ever higher, beckoning you to embrace every facet of life and Lapitestas, building within you a stronghold from which you can navigate this world. Last out of the blaze is Ignelio, the effervescent celebrant, whooping and shouting, bringing with him the golden rays of the sun once more. The desire to connect and create, the boundless passion to pursue, intensity and fortitude, the warmth on your face is a balm. It seeps deep into your spirit as the blaze roars on. Now is the time we call upon Bethos of the South to bring the boundless energy of fire to the circle. The spark that is both otherworldly and fundamental can, like his brothers and sister, create, refine, or destroy we call in fire.
The flames fade away, and you blink slowly in the shafts of returning sunlight. Filling the clearing all around you are 25 characters of the Oracle Artarium, gathered by their native element, waiting beside the mouths of the four tunnels in the trees. The earth characters to the north, air to the east, water to the west, and fire to the south. But where's number 26? You look down at yourself, suddenly glowing with a divine light from head to toe. You, my friend, are number 26, the fool on his journey, the explorer making new maps, the magician on the spiral path. You are here to meet with the elements. You rise to your feet and spin slowly, taking in the scene, acknowledging them all. Many nod and return before turning their attention back to the four pathways, while you remain at the center of the ring. Deep in the shadows of each tunnel, a dim light begins to shine. The elementals have joined us. Olenvat, Slifa, Lorca, and Bethas. The Great Mountain, the Gale, the Tidal Wave, and the Raging Inferno, all brought to life. As they begin moving toward the circle, you hear all four of their voices begin as a rumble, then slowly rise, enveloping the din of the forest, the four elements as one, a symphony of divine energies. Listen with us as they sing as one. They sing for you, adventurer. Until next time. <laughs>